cannot play God, then wash your hands of the things that you've created. Sooner or later, the day comes when you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore. Welcome back to another week of Beers, Beeps, and Battlestar Galactica, where we, Melia and Lisa, take you through the sci-fi original series Battlestar Galactica. Yes, and we are sans beer. I mean, the beer is coming, but unfortunately, my 20-minute trip here took an hour and a half, so it's in the fridge. Beer is chilling. Beer is chilling, but we have Harry Potter candy. And so um, I'm going to open up and instead of telling you the beer, which I will tell you halfway through the episode, I'm going to tell you which card we got in our chocolate. Oh, a chocolate frog? Chocolate frog. (gasps) Can you guess? Yeah, I saw it on the back. Damn (laughs) it. Tom? Producer Tom, did you see it? It's Voldemort. Or he who must not be named. I hope it's not a sign. Voldemort was once a Hogwarts student named Tom Marvely Riddle. Riddle. I think everybody knows this. A descendant of Salazar (laughs) Slytherin. Yeah, exactly. And ashamed of his non-wizard father, he murdered Lily and James Potter when Harry was just a baby. What a dick. Yup. I know. So, <laughs> that's our card. Hmm. And now we shall eat chocolate. I'm eating a slug. Um, yeah, a we got some slugs. slugs. Um, Melly is too scared to eat the Birdie Bot's beans. Mm-hmm. Why do people do that to themselves? Why would I willingly eat something that's either earwax or pepper? It's Harry Potter. Hmm. Anyway... So yeah, but it's Tuesday fan. night. It's Tuesday. We're ratty. We're ratty. I spent an hour and a half on trans transport, so it's yeah. bad. <laughs> Can you open it for me over there without the microphone? I can't <laughs> All open I'm it. Is That's what she wanted all along. Oh, to the other plastic. <laughs> I do. I will have, have some, some chocolate, chocolate frog. frog. It looks like it's got little crispies in it or something. It looks like one of my favorite chocolates, Crunch, mm. which we just finished a block of. So this and it is did not hop away. So. Mm. Mm, Get that sugar mm, in you on a Tuesday night. It kind of like cooking chocolate, but mm. I'm down for it. Mm. Any type of chocolate is great. I mean, I guess you don't have to make an effort on the chocolate because it's Harry Potter, so people are going to buy it anyway. Mm. Chumps like me. See, I told you it's hard. Yeah, I know. There we go. Yeah, it's Voldemort. Oh, I didn't... I, I, it's like holography, but he's not moving. This is a holograph, so they're not <laughs> wizard cards, really. So do you want to talk about what beer we're drinking or we do that halfway through? We'll do that when um, producer Tom brings us up here halfway through. No stress. See this? Wasted on hand and foot. And do we have any fan feedback? Mm. We do not. That was a joke. It was a joke. Oh, Oh, we didn't share the chocolate with you. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, sorry. My mouth is full of chocolate. (laughs) That I didn't share with you. (laughs) To be fair, I did leave more than half in the packet. Oh, I thought that was for me. (laughs) (laughs) Standard Melia. Oh, so Tom's decided the card is his? Okay. I'm Voldemort, I think, is the point being made. Oh, okay. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we did have a little bit of feedback, which I am currently stealthily... Stealthily. It's not not really stealthily at all. all. (laughs) Not postponing or drawing out. Nope. Okay. Obviously, we always try to not record on a weeknight for a reason, and you are going to learn what that is tonight. Actually, I don't know. We usually record on a Monday night when I'm usually in the worst mood, but Tuesday night, not as bad mood. You're probably in a worse mood because you just spent like a long amount of time on public transport, Mm -hmm. which is not fun. Yeah, that's Um, not fun at all. But Tuesday's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not been my best day 
with the transport thing and I did sit in the sun a bit this afternoon and I think I'm a bit a bit tired I, I swear that we had a message <laughs> this is turning into the saddest feedback section this is I'm, I'm sure we had something I think, I think there, there was, was just something. one thing oh nope there wasn't it was just uh, Steve <laughs> Jeffrey saying that he wants a Fast and the Furious podcast that was yes. our feedback I knew we had something that wasn't yes. specifically related um, so yeah that's it yeah. Also, I watched for all three seasons of Veronica Mars since we last oh. saw each other, which is. I thought you were going to tell me you watched all of us and the Furiouses. No, I'm really excited about that. That Veronica can be Mars is good too. My next project. I love Veronica Mars. It's I'm so great. I've never watched it. Cause me it's basically too. Basically, like you in a show. I know it is like <laughs> me in a show. It's exactly what I was thinking. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. I'd never seen it, and I missed it because when it came out, I was like at uni and not Did really you watching see all TV. The early two thousand celebrities in it. Oh, Oh my so god I like, made oh, a hashtag blah, blah. exactly <laughs> I made a hashtag stars on Veronica Mars because I kept seeing people and getting super excited had no one to share it with and so just put it in the Twitterverse but then realized how sad it looked because I was just binge watching it <laughs> you're like and um oh yeah that was 18 episodes ago and yeah. yesterday <laughs> and yesterday exactly but no it's really great so I still haven't seen the movie but I am very excited about the series oh, yeah, I forgot there's a movie I was waiting for it to come out on a streaming service and it just came out on stand so that's oh, the reason cool. why I've seen it now so yay yay well other- that's my week <laughs> Good for you. Living your <laughs> truth, as you would say to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, outside of the Fast and the Furious, Harry Potter, Veronica Mars, and mm. all the other pop culture things we have talked about, yep. we are going to talk about the eighth episode of season two. Yeah. Uh, it's called Final Cut because yep. on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's directed by Robert Young and written by Mark, v- I think it's for Hayden. I'm probably saying it wrong. And it was his first time... Uh, writing for Battlestar, mm-hmm. but Robert Young, we we have had before. Mm-hmm. He directed Six Degrees and Separation, which I don't believe was a favourite of ours. Mm, no. um, but he was brought back to direct Final Cut because he actually is a documentarian, so ah. he has a background in, you know, editing and uh, uh, creating stories of a documentary nature. Yeah, everyone's out out partying. Woo! No, that's just that's a, a siren. siren. I don't know. It felt a bit like ring the alarm moment, but then uh, I realized it was an ambulance. So, yeah. yeah. That's not no. as a happy an occasion. Yeah. Well, it's Tuesday, so yeah. it sucks. Mm. Yeah. Um, anyway, I liked this episode. What did you think of this episode? I know I hyped it a little bit. I didn't like it. And oh. I don't know if it's because you hyped it or if it's because I just didn't. But I was didn't... only hyping Lucy Lawless. I wasn't okay. really hyping the plot. Yeah. I couldn't say that, though, without spoiling it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was so excited to see Lucy Lawless. That mm. was great. Do you need the blinds down? Do I'll you... work it out in a okay. minute. Um, <laughs> to everybody there, Melly's got the sun shining in her eyes, and she looks amazing, but she's sure. squinting a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was so excited by Lucy Lawless. I was not excited by her accent. Why? <laughs> it wasn't an accent. Did you watch her producer talk? No, you didn't. Oh. But, like, she, um... It's not even her accent. It's just a weird accent that's not any accent. But it's fracking another universe and space, so why can't someone have a dubious accent? I mean, it's fine. I feel like that's, like, not the most important thing to But I was about. so distracted by it, I could barely pay attention. You to- were distracted by something? Like that light <laughs> just then? <laughs> no, but I hear you. I mean, Hot I was kettle. like, is this, Excuse me. is this Australian? Is nope. this New Zealand? Nope. No. I feel like maybe she probably has a pretty bastardized accent from all the years of like doing different accents, like maybe. American ones. But I'd be interested to I hear feel- what she sounds like 
naturally. Normally. Well, I feel like they were probably like, don't worry about doing an accident because of space and like, you know, it won't matter. Or I don't know. I'm just speculating. But like 99% of people on the show, except for Bolter, are um, American, even mm. though it's like space and like all the different colonies, but mm. everyone's American. Yeah. Um, it's very homogenous. Yeah, so it is. I guess it stood out because of that. And it really did. And that really detracted away from me. So I was like, if you're just going to do whatever, like just do... I don't know. Especially mm. because, like, of obviously the end of the episode, which isn't a spoiler, I guess, mm. because everybody knows. It's just mm. like, and I kind of suspected that from the dum dums because of one of the frames made it look like that. And I was like, maybe she is, but I'm sure I won't find out for ages and then at the yeah. end of the episode. I know, it's so fulfilling. Yeah, I know. Um, but that it makes even less sense then because all of them sound American. Yeah. So it's like, why? Maybe what? she was like an early version and they hadn't quite got the accent <laughs> right. Maybe. They were like, you know what? Good enough. Mm. <laughs> anyway, I was distracted by accent but so excited about Lucy Lawless. Yeah. But didn't love the episode. I was really just like, I mean, again, distracted. I mean, but a lot of episodes I'm like really in it. Whereas with this, I really had to struggle to like, focus on it yeah right I don't know what it was I mean well it's one of the only plot it's one of sorry the only episodes we've had since like the beginning of the show that really only has one plot Mm, like yeah mm. there's the tie threats but it's like barely a plot Mm -hmm. and it was only added in apparently I was reading on the wiki it was only added in because like the show needed to like have the kind of trappings of being like an action show okay like you can't have an episode just like people doing a documentary so they're like all right we'll like create this intrigue which i what about that dramatic music at the end wasn't that intriguing enough i know but um yeah so that felt very hackneyed anyway i think Mm. because of that but i think like you know the last few episodes particularly there's been like multiple storylines converging which is good especially for people who have limited attention spans (laughs) yeah but like you know in the first season even if you had a plot like this of which Mm -hmm. there were a couple of standalone episodes Mm. you would have cut to like um, Cobol or Caprica or you know something that Roslyn was doing maybe yeah. on Colonial One and so I think having everything revolve really around one plot mm-hmm. it definitely feels slower mm. more um, contained yeah maybe that's what it was but I liked it like I didn't love it it's not my favorite ep I think I mostly liked it because Lucy Lawless she is in it is great and she's just yeah as a human it. Yeah. The beer is a little bit about her too, so that's good. Yeah. We'll get to that. Who's hyping it now? Um, Should we get into the beat by beat and then at some point get into the beer and beat by beat? Yeah. Fab. Um, Well, we (laughs) (laughs) open. That was just sounded so excited. You're like, fab. Fab. Can't wait. Woo. Nah, it's fine. I actually did. So I watched the podcast. so I go away on holidays in a couple of weeks, um, as you know, mm-hmm. but it's been like really full on trying to get a lot of client work done. So I did like 10 hours of client work on Saturday, which was mad Oof. fun, mad fun. Sounds amazing. Um, and then, just kidding, I love my clients, but that was training. Um, and then I had like a, a lunch thing on Sunday and it was far away and I didn't get home and I like got home like oh, dinner time and I was like, Ah, I have to mm-hmm. watch the podcast, uh, mm-hmm. watch the show, do the recap. So I was like, yeah, definitely felt like when I was doing the beat by beat, I was like, like great, love. Mm-hmm. Definitely felt like work. Mm. But, you know, when your work is writing about a television show, it's not the worst mm. work to do on a Sunday night. You Especially just know I'm weird about Sunday it's nights. Great, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's even better. Hey, mm. we're paid in lollies and beer that, that we buy for? for each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what do we, we get paid? paid. <laughs> yeah. 
Actually, I think I lose money when you think about our SoundCloud memberships and everything. But yeah. Hey. Yeah, that's what happens. YOLO. Um, anyway, beat by beat. We're excited. It's fun. You can edit all that stuff out later if it's so annoying to you. Um, Tom's so, like, I'm leaving it up there and no one will follow yeah, you eat, eat a Eat a soap-flavored every flavored bean. Oh, yeah. Um, so we open <laughs> on the footage of the ill-fated attempt to retrieve supplies from those ships mm. that Ty ordered because we know now whenever we open with certain footage, that will come into the plot we're going to see mm-hmm. because – simpler times when you didn't have Netflix and couldn't just watch three seasons of Veronica Mars Which at once. <laughs> I am not allowed to do with Battlestar Galactica. No. So, you know, it's a refresher. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out one of the guys that was shot um, by the the um, military had a camera on and the footage got picked up by the media mm-hmm. um, or this, this particular journalist who's called Deanna. Horrible, horrible shot as well of him, like, dying and then Dad. his kid being like, Dad? Dad? What? Yeah. Pretty, pretty rough opening, uh-huh. um, but you know it, it's gotten into the hands of this journalist called Deanna, mm-hmm. who is true queen and legend Lucy Lawless, yes. sporting a weird accent. Mm-hmm. I don't know why she has it. Mm. We have feelings about that. I'm gonna find interviews of her and see what she sounds like. Yeah. Oh, also, I looked it up as much as I could without spoilers. Six didn't have a name. We never heard her name in the miniseries. Okay. Because no one told me, and then I kind of looked it up and looked like at the little Google things, yeah, yeah. and it's like it's specifically said that we didn't know her name in the miniseries. Okay. So not Sarah. Okay, in the miniseries, but last episode, did no, you rewatch it? Y- no, I didn't rewatch it, but I looked it up to see if like Sarah had been her name. Ah, uh, right. And it says that we never know her name. Oh, okay. So well, unless somebody wants to correct us, please correct us. Yeah. Then, um, no, that's fine. Yeah. Well, thank you. No worries. Continue. Uh, yes. Lucy Lawless. Uh, yeah, anyway. So we hear that um, four civilians were killed, 12 were wounded, and nothing has been done about it, mm-hmm. which is, you know, great. <laughs> um, and as Deanna is getting this kind of intel and she's like, this will blow their socks off, um, her door gets busted down by some military who are like, we're going to take you to Colonial One. Now, I was confused about this. Because I was like, has she already broadcast this announcement and then, like, literally it finishes broadcasting and her door gets kicked down? Or did Rosalind and Adama just know in advance that she was going to release that footage and she had the footage? Because it kind of seems like she's editing it and it's like, ha-ha, this is going to get everyone. Mm. But then I they already know about it. I don't think I was ever really clear on that. I assume that she broadcast it but then when they were talking it made it sound like this was going to cause a lot of friction like it was going to cause problems yeah so well she's asked how she got it by Adama and he's like she says to him that she got it from an anonymous patriot that Mm. was inverted commas Mm -hmm. um but it's like so did the story already run like did Adama see the story or did he just know about it somehow? I don't know. Because then I don't they were having clear. this whole conversation about what it, what the trouble that it would cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Roslyn's like, oh, like, you know, we want you to, like, um, come on board the Galactica. So basically in this scene, then they set up the plot for the episode, which mm. is like, we want you to come on, uh, come on board the Galactica. You can have unlimited access. It's basically a PR stunt, yeah. um, you know. 
Rosalind's like, oh, I want to put a human face on it. And all we want is a balanced story, which like I work in PR and like mm-hmm. whenever like the client says like, oh, we just want a balanced story. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, 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 sure. What um, I will hey, say you know? is I do love Adama and Rosalind working together. Yes. It's great. It's nice. Mm. The friends gang. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was confused about who knew what and it was never dealt with after that. So I just presumed that the story didn't run because if it had run, I assumed there would have been more of like, Uprising. An uprising. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I don't know how they knew that she'd had that footage. Mm. Anyway, so, you know, they, they head to the Galactica, on board the Galactica at the CIC deck. Um, our mate Duala gets a call from Ellen mm-hmm. um, and reacts Ugh. as we all would, which Ellen. is like passing it off like a hot potato. Mm-hmm. She's like, hey, Saul, your problem. Um, <laughs> Alan's freaked out because someone wrote in lipstick on their mirror which is something that like Alan would do. A, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the beginning of a poem or something. Yeah, mm. it's very, yeah, it's very like, um, what are those things people write on their mirrors? Um, just uh, affirmations. Mm. It's oh. like, it's like, I am beautiful, except it's like, I'll kill you. I'll hunt you down. <laughs> but you know, my main question. If I ever get alone in your bathroom with a lipstick, <laughs> I tell you what. You go to write Cylon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, my main question about this scene, though, is, like, who the frack gives Alan a direct line to the CIC? How does she have direct access? Would you not want to be like, no, no. That's, like, that's like the do not. You know, do you have people saved in your phone? Do not answer. I have a couple. Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, when Alan's coming up on I the also, switchboard, you're, like, do always, not answer. Yeah. <laughs> my phone's also always on do not disturb, and oh, yeah. I just have an allow list. Yeah. So it's, like, most people call me, and it just goes straight to voice. So great. So full disclosure, my phone has been broken for two weeks. Can't take calls or make calls. Ah. Have it rushed to get it fixed. <laughs> You're like, oh, darn. My well, I was phone. on, like, I was on oh, a magazine Christmas deadline and I was like, shop. oh, you know, like I'm working. Like I need to be in the, like getting all this stuff done. And then after the magazine came out, I was like, oh, well, you know, just don't have time. <laughs> Christmas. So yeah, I would never pick up a phone um, to Alan Ty, but yeah. I don't know how she gets access to the CIC. Oh, it's bloody yeah he just gives her what she wants mm. Mm. well that's our opening cliffhanger <laughs> because yeah. you know they needed a cliffhanger mm-hmm. and then we get opening credits and then we get adama being not a fan of mm-hmm. the extreme close-up which and i, I wasn't you. either no. to be fair no like I, I actually had a note about it like what's with the extreme close-up yeah do you really film documentaries like that how old are you <laughs> how experienced it's, i'm sorry He's i'm probably not a editing it in iMovie. <laughs> yeah exactly like i'm not a filmmaker and i know that that's not good filmmaking yeah i mean i studied film and i'm telling you it's not okay good (laughs) it was like um it was like the filmmaking i would describe their filmmaking style as like retiree with an ipad yeah lots of very fast zooms yeah lots of moving around and you can kind of imagine like you know my grandpa who does this with like the whole ipad Mm -hmm. holding it and moving yeah yeah there was a lot of jerkiness i think my my theory on this was that all the good filmmakers died. Yeah. It's like one of yeah. those It's like things, how a lot right? of the pilots are gone and they had yeah. to train up all these rookies. Yeah. It's and it's basically like, like, hmm, this is what we got. We're going to work with what we have. Exactly. It's going to yeah. be years before they have good film again in, um, <laughs> yeah. in the fleet. Well, the document, well, they're going to run out of tape. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, the documentary work is considering this is like directed by a guy who was a documentarian, it's not the greatest. No. Um, and Adama kind of makes that clear so he basically handles um deanna to d mm. um we have this annoying scene D. with um starbuck and apollo 
who had kissed yeah. Him. yeah. So firstly, you missed a <laughs> line you by Adama that said, "Shoot anything that compromises safety, and it'll be cut." And I was like, "Hmm, so much for you know open yeah. access." We just I see. we just want to present a balanced story. Yeah, except if you shoot anything that compromises safety, I'll cut it. Okay, sure. Um, Jamie Bamber just seems to be naked as often as possible. I'm pretty sure it's in his contract. Like yeah. he was like, look, I've got a rig. I'm really gunning for these Tom Cruise understudy roles. Can someone just give me some like, you know, shirtless scenes I, ASAP. Wet and shirtless. Wet and shirtless. Yeah. Like really wet and shirtless. Um, That's the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear him mouthing it in the background. Episode no, but I'm psyched. I'm oh, look at you guys. <laughs> The odd beer out is familiar. Why? Because I got you one that you like better. Oh, thanks. No worries. (laughs) I know I'm painful. No, it wasn't painful. (laughs) Just like watching a bolo shirtless. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't you think he's a huge hypocrite too when he was like, oh, cat, like you're being an idiot. I'm like, dude, you're just doing the same thing. So you're not shaking your butt. Give me this quickly. (laughs) <laughs> um, so I'm going to talk about the beers. Sorry. Okay. Tom just beers handed Melia a beer beers and then I took it away. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, here is your beer. <laughs> and now here it is gone. Okay. So the beers today, which I am quickly taking a photo of to put up on Twitter as we've gotten rid of our Instagram and Tom is photobombing as per usual. Um, we have <laughs> two different beers. So Melia's beer is a Halo Pilsner. Um, because you oh. prefer a pilsner, and then it's Tom, almost Hilo. It's almost my Hilo. Favorite basic Cheers. Bitch. Uh, and then Tom Cheers. and I have the Yakima Monster, and they're Ooh. both. Oh, they're both of them are by Liberty Brewing. So I thought free speech, Liberty, yes. Yes. and they're from New Zealand, like Lucy Lawless. Yes. Yay. So there are beers sponsored by, well, me, but. <laughs> This week. This week. <laughs> this week sponsored by my ever diminishing credit card. <laughs> Pretty good. I haven't I haven't tried it, so but yours should be good too. So good? Mm. Heavy. Good that we got the other one for Malia. This yeah. is good. I also so thought the halo played in with like the, the child. Angel? Yeah, I know. Exactly Thank that. Thank you for noticing mm-hmm. that. That's exactly what I meant to Beyonce say. Beyonce wrote a song about me. Mm-hmm. You might have mm-hmm. heard it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most Sorry, definitely, I get yeah. sassy on a Tuesday. When I'm that's right. That's fair. Oh, that's really good though. Mm. Mm. Oh, good. Good work, New Zealand. Yeah, good work, New Zealand. No, that wasn't an accent. Ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. we have Back beer. to Naked Apollo. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. They can. So Starbucks and Apollo have this like weird at the moment, like pseudo friendship flirting thing. Um, I don't know if Starbucks is just like actually filing Anders away in her mind and it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm just like dealing with Apollo now. And then as soon as Anders gets here, I'm going to be like, bye. Maybe she's just a higher but, being and she's into polyamory too. Yeah. And look, that's fine too. I know Apollo's um, not into that though. He's jealous. No, absolutely. And like, yeah, I don't know. I okay. I don't know how to feel about all of that. It look, annoys he me. He doesn't look bad without a shirt. <laughs> yeah, well. Mm, um, I mean, he works on it. <laughs> I do love that the person mooning the camera was a girl, like a woman. Yeah. I thought that was great. Oh, I yeah, like wait. how much they're oh, yeah. like, oh, that's just like right in the same scene. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, um, I was just jumping to where I had my notes. Mm, um, I do like how their co-ed nudity situations happen where they're just like, can chill in the same room and mm. be naked and they just all seem comfortable and like there's not this whole horrible yeah. 
yeah. thing happening Being, where yeah, there's exactly. like different Be- power and, and that's like how I think it would work mm. like people would they just need time what, to without like you know patriarchy <laughs> yeah mm. well um, my favourite part of this scene so like after like Kat heads her like she basically behaves like someone who's never seen a camera before, which could be probable. Could we be don't true. know. Yeah. Um, or she's on Jersey Shore, which is also fine. Um, <laughs> Maybe but after... that's what she was doing before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But after Cat flashes the camera, uh, so Apollo, you know, chastises mm. her. But then he, like, goes on to mansplain military acronyms to yeah. Deanna. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, even I know what the CAG means. Like, mm. cool, I probably didn't know it, like, you know, 16 episodes ago. But, like... Deanna would know because she's basically reporting on the military. You'd think so. But yeah, it was very like... But apparently like not ASAP. Uh Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wish. Um, He's like, if I just explain to her these things, then they'll film me for longer and I'll be on And I'm shirtless. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So then Deanna starts to interview the crew. Mm -hmm. Um, She starts with a profile on Dee who says some nice, like, cute stuff about joining the military to, like, believe in something. Mm. Um, This is also, like, side note. Dee's adorable. Um, This is, like... Uh, the first episode where I think we get to spend quite a lot of time directly mm. with like people like Gator and D like talking to Deanna about their motivations. Yeah. Let's get to Gator later. Yeah. Ooh, mm. Later Gator. <laughs> Call back. Hey. Um, yeah. No. So D has like a cute kind of interview. Um, then Bolter shows up or he wanders past because he's a bit pissed he wasn't the first interview because no one, you know, Bol- appreciates Go- yeah, his Bolter's greatness. Yeah. hilarious. He's like, <laughs> I'm the vice president. <laughs> yeah. And Six just continues to enable him by basically telling him to, like, get on camera, ASAP, yeah. you know, that acronym. Um, so he just hovers around until Deanna notices him in a really subtle way. And then he tries to, like, neg her out. Like... Yeah. And then, then and De- uh, Dee's face is amazing, like... Yeah, um, in the background. In the background, she's, just like, she's just like, bitch, you're not busy. No. Like, he's like, we oh, I'm so know. busy. And she's just looking at him like, are you fucking serious? My favourite thing about that scene is... When Deanna, he leaves, he walks off, and Deanna's like, yes. "What a strange little man!" I was like, "That's what we're all thinking." Yeah, my note was like, "I love I her already." <laughs> I just wrote, "Strange little man, accurate." Accurate. That was my note. So then Perfect. they interview Apollo, who, as we would have predicted, has no sense of humor nope. and no self-awareness. Nope. He goes on this like weird rant about how special his pilots are, mm-hmm. which they are special to the fleet. Yeah. But then he's like, "The fleet don't appreciate them enough," which is not really the best tactic to talk no. to the fleet about. He also calls them my people in a way that makes it sound like they are different from everybody. He's the CAG. Yeah, but he also <laughs> says my people as if it was like his religion or race. Like it wasn't my like, a, yeah, yeah. Like um, it was really interesting the way he said it. Like it's funny because when I heard it, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I wrote it and now saying it, it doesn't sound as interesting as when I heard it. Um, you know what I mean? Like it must have been the way he said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, it's. No, no, I remember because it stuck in my mind as well. Like, um, I just remember him being really culty about it. Yeah, it was really culty. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah, um, that was a boring interview anyway. Mm-hmm. Then um, the chief inspects um, Cat's Viper because something doesn't feel right because the chief is psychic, I guess. Um, well, and then he, he didn't has... realise that Boomer was a Cylon, did he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, true <laughs> Not that. Not that psychic. <laughs> um, then he gets into this, like, shouting match with Cat. Starbuck has to break it up. Cat has a hissy fit because, like, she's off the rails, guys. Mm-hmm. First she was flashing and now she's shouting. Like, yeah. she's all over the place. You know what? She probably has... Um... Oh, no. I, I'm not going to go there because it, 
needs a big explanation. Okay. But I was just going to say, like, she's histrionic or, like, but, but any of the things they call women when women act, like, emotionally. Hysterical. Yeah, like, borderline <laughs> personality disorder, histrionic, histrionic disorder, all of those things. It's always, like, oh, my God, mm. emotions are rational. Well, Starbucks the one who breaks it up, and she breaks mm. it up in like you know typical Starbucks yeah. style, which is like calm down. <laughs> She's screaming, calm down. At yeah, them that's how it works. But you know, it, it worked. Mm. Kat um, has a hissy fit, but she gets off the um, the deck. Mm-hmm. Um, then Deanna interviews a, a private who basically who we've never seen before. Um, who's like, yeah, we were never trained for crowd control. It was a command frack up, and he. Talks about Ty's threats to, um, like, the threats mm. that Ty's been receiving, um, the lipstick threat um, to Deanna. Um, but he, he's the cut off. The name, Lipstick Threat. <laughs> lipstick. Yeah. <laughs> Only play um, drag shows. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that that was an interview. We never see that guy again. Um, but, you know, I guess it's set up that the Ty thing's real important, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um so then Deanna's like, well, I'm just going to head to the CIC to, you know, see Ty in action. Mm. Um, and Adama has what seems to be quite a private conversation with Ty on camera. right in front of Deanna on camera. Like, I get that she's got full access, but, like, wouldn't they just walk away? I would assume. <laughs> I thought that too. I was, was like, so you know weird. the camera's there. Like, they're both looking at the camera yeah it's like you you didn't have to have this conversation right just now Mm-mm. i don't see a reason for it no i urgency, will say no. it's yeah i will say that what i liked about this scene is there are so many great like small moments of acting from extras in this mm-hmm. episode that i really noticed like i was really paying attention to it and um like i mean i wasn't paying attention but i was drawn to it if that makes sense yeah. like it grabbed my attention yeah. and i thought that was really um, like just responding to the cameras being there, mm. Dharma and Ty's conversation, very personal on the camera. Very. Yeah. So yeah. At one point, Adama's, shout out to the extras. Oh, extras doing mm. the most. Mm. At one point, Adama's like, "Oh, Ty, like you know, you should go to Cloud Nine for this delegation. It'd be good for the people to see you." Yada mm. yada. And then he's like, "You know, Ty, like you should go to show people you're not afraid, but also you should probably get some R and R." Like what? Like these seem like conflicting mm-hmm. goals. Mm. Also, who's he getting R and R from? Like Alan, you know? Like is he is is Adama I like? Up my <laughs> like I will give you time to get away from her and the <laughs> lipstick, but you know, please just go far from Ellen for a while and restore your sanity. Okay, thanks. Bye. So Ty goes to leave mm-hmm. uh, Galactica with with what was a very ominous door closing shot. Mm-hmm. Did you not feel he's like in the ship and it's like the door is closing? He's like looking out. Michael Hogan's like, please don't kill me, and there's like. There's something, there's a problem. And everyone's like, oh, what's going on? Like, it's so heavy handed. It's like, come on, come on, come on. So the ship is supposed to depart in, catches on fire in very spectacular fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, all caught on camera, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyrell's guys She's put good the at fire being out. In right place at the right time. Oh, she really is. She's mm-hmm. got a nose for it. Mm-hmm. But Ty is shook. He is shook to its core from this experience. He uh-huh. was, you know, looking out that window of the door. Mm-hmm. He knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Someone's trying to kill him mm-hmm. and also has good taste in lipstick. Mm-hmm. Um, he's afraid. Mm-hmm. So he goes back to his quarters. Wasting lipstick like that as well. Right? Like, Into the world. Exactly. Into the world I'm logic. sure there's no lipstick factories around. No. 
No. It's what a waste. It's not a priority. I wonder if Ellen Ty just kind of kept it on the mirror and just like smudged it off at different times and was like, yeah. That's yeah. what I'd do. I'd do you be want like, to know, like, total sidebar, but do you want to know a great lipstick related fact? Tell me. And this is good for our global audience. So I caught up with my grandparents on the weekend who travel a lot and this they were traveling in far north yeah. Queensland and they were talking about um, crocodiles and how, like, you know, there were a lot of crocs where they were and, mm-hmm. like, they found out that they. Crocs the shoes or crocs the. Crocodiles. Crocodiles. Like the actual, okay, the cool. big lizards. There are also a lot of crocs in Queensland. <laughs> yeah, that's it's true. all I'm saying. I blocked that from my memory because <laughs> I really hate crocs the shoes um but crocodiles like those dinosaur things that you know still live in australia and other Mm -hmm. places um they're in far north queensland apparently there's areas where there's so many crocodiles around and they have a really keen sense of smell Mm -hmm. that my nana was told when they were like um in this kind of quite like like a cabana like an open air kind of lodge Mm. um that they needed to have any lipstick um, sealed in like plastic bags or kept in the car because the crocodiles smell like the fat that they use like and the kind of like um, trace elements um, of animal that are in a lot of lipsticks. But this is the same country them. that tells <laughs> all the children and the foreigners about drop bears very convincingly. Come <laughs> Something's on. going on between Tom and Lisa. I don't understand. No, because you looked at me confused like you don't know what drop bears are. And then Tom looked at me like I'm no, ruining... what I'm depressed is that you're about to tell our international audiences that drop bears aren't a thing. You just told them. Yeah, but you were going there. Don't make me the bad guy. It's true, but come on, <laughs> we have like... Back. It's not like, you know... Anyone who's gotten this far into our series deserves to know the truth, <laughs> damn it. Mm. Um, anyway, we have yeah, a national... Drop- yeah. <laughs> we have a national myth that we tell to everybody. Uh, and so I don't know how you should believe... The lipstick thing. It, I think we need to fact check it. No, because it was like my grandma who's like travelled everywhere and is old as fuck and like knows. Oh, this I kind trust of your shit. grandma. And lipsticks made from fish scales. Yeah, that's ah. it. So they smell like the trace animal elements, and that's what attracts them. That's they actually crazy. very keen. And this is only if you're like staying in like they were like. So the, the reason this story came up is because my nana went for a swim on this, like, five-mile beach or whatever it's called. And then, like, um, no one else was swimming. But she was just like, like, YOLO, I'm, yeah. you know, 87. Yeah. Like, what's going to get me now? And then, like, they went <laughs> out to dinner attitude. with their friend. Yeah. And their friend was like, oh, yeah, like, no one swims at five-mile beach because there's been a lot of crocodiles. And nana was like, oh, I was just swimming there today. That's why there was no one else in the ocean. Hashtag Australia. I've yeah, done that before. I've been swimming at a beach in, like, South Australia and everyone's there's no one around. I'm like, this is sweet. No one's on the beach today. And then, yeah, it's like the day before there was a shark or like Mm. that morning. There Mm. was like a great white shark. And I'm like, oh, well, didn't die. Anyway, I feel like I have it on good intel about this lipstick thing. Okay, cool. I trust you. And I'm sorry (laughs) for anyone. I Just Google drop bears, though. (laughs) Hours of fun to be had for the whole family. Um, Meanwhile, back on Galactica, Mm -hmm. Ty goes back to his quarters, has to talk to Alan. (sighs) Pushes him him to do an interview with Deanna. Side note, actually, and this is important. I made two side notes of this. Where is Alan getting all her outfits from? Mm -hmm. Because she has different, she has like a never-ending wardrobe of power dressing options. She's Mm -hmm. always got like a pantsuit on. They're always different colors. I really liked the pink one this episode, but I don't know where she got it from. And I have questions. Is she a seamstress? Does she have a tiny person like making things for her in her cupboard? I think that she's a selfish bitch. <laughs> I think that she should be she's sharing those pantsuits around. Damn right. Rosalind mm-hmm. would look great in a hot pink pantsuit. Maybe. Suit. That's what she's doing, though. 
Maybe she's just like wearing them once, passing them on. Mm. Maybe there's this big clothes swap going on in Battlestar Galactica where like all the women are like, we don't want to wear the same stuff always. I mean, apart from the women who are. End of the world logic. It's just like, Mm. why would she have a different outfit? Like, even Six, who's like a Cylon that lives in Bolter's head, has Mm. the same outfit every time. Mm. So, like, how is Alan getting all these outfits? I mean, we see that with President Roslyn for sure. So, yeah, it makes sense. I reckon there must be some kind of clothes swap situation Mm. going on. Entrepreneurial. Mm. Anyway, that was an, an annoying thing that annoyed me. But um, uh, Alan, I think I was distracted by that because Alan was just like on her usual like saw kryptonite logic. <laughs> your, your notes is just like, oh, but the pantsuit. But the pantsuit. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's like, everyone's against you. Everyone's against us. Like, it's not really huh. clear if Ty actually buys that in this scene, um. though. But we still had to have that scene. So, um, anyway, then we have an interview with Racetrack, who... We've never actually heard Racetrack's real name, which is Margaret. Kind of understand why she uses Racetrack. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, no offense to the Margarets out there. Um, they also interview Hilo, who's like, it's hard having feelings in the field. <laughs> like, oh, bless. Aww. Bless you, Hilo. Hilo, <laughs> love you. Then he goes to visit Sharon. Hilo goes to visit Sharon in her cell. And um, he's, you know, trying to get her to the phone. And then when she's kind of not responsive, mm. he goes to look closer and realizes that she's bleeding pretty badly. Yeah. Um, I don't understand what happened here. No, there's no explanation. It's just like, she's lying there. There's blood. I think we're supposed to assume there's a complication with her pregnancy. Ah. Yeah. Wow. Don't know that it was super clear. No. Not at all. <laughs> Just blood. I yeah, mean, cool. you know, someone lying there and then you seeing blood is not clear enough what the motivation or outcome was. <laughs> mm. I mean, I feel like it, she could have been beaten up as well. Like, you just yeah. don't know. So, yeah. yeah. True, I was confused true. as to whether or not there'd been something that caused it. But, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, our fave. <laughs> I knew oh you would have notes on God. this. Gator looks so sexy oh, with his cigarette. Those are not my notes. <laughs> oh my god! But he was hilarious. Like I love that he's oh. like smoking a cigarette, unbuttoned shirt, sassing yes. Deanna. Like he's so just like hot. so good. He looks so damn hot. I was like, I wish you. Oh, the oh. episode where Lisa got a crush on Gator. On the gay <laughs> character of all people. You don't know that he's gay. No, but in my mind he is. You're just I shipping mean, him to be gay. Now I'm shipping him to be bisexual. <laughs> which, let's be real, everyone's a little bit bisexual. So let's let's just... That's Lisa, Lisa on a t-shirt. <laughs> everyone's basically, a little bit bisexual. <laughs> basically, if someone tells me they're fully straight or fully gay, I just... I just, I get really confused. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm confused by that. But Gator is so hot. So hot. I just wrote, Gator, so relaxed, so sexy with his cigarette and his eyes. Unbuttons that top button and, and damn, son. So I think we all know who the MVP of this episode is. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Agree. Cool. Also, he has a tattoo. I don't. And he just, he just shows this casual, casual show of the yeah. chest. Like, oh, I was drinking too much and I, I got this sexy tattoo Whoops. on my sexy chest. Oh, gosh. It's very funny and kind of like earned. You know, often like um, some of the interviews, like Racetrack, for instance, like, you know, it's fine. It's like good to know a little bit more about her character yeah. or whatever. But I was like, we don't really know you. So this like is kind of just like, cool, we know you a little bit better. But I was like, this is actually really interesting because it subverts like yeah. the character that they've kind of set up. Yeah, because you know? he's like at work, Same he's always D. sensible and yeah. like everything like that. And it's just like, then you see him and he's all sexy and you're like, oh, hello. This was great. This was by Gator. far my favorite scene. Oh my God, mine so too. Good. This is where I re-engaged. I was like, yes, <laughs> you're like, I'm paying attention so again. right now. <laughs> 
yeah. <laughs> no, it's so good. Oh, yeah. And then, yes, continue with the beat by beat because I think I have comments about the next scene too. With uh, Ty's interview? No, the next scene after that, I completely <laughs> ignore Ty's interview. Okay, well, Ty has an interview with Deanna. He does. Um, she hits it off by keeping it casual with a drink. Oh, she she's totally clever. heard a Dharma a say lady. something about alcohol oh, before. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Um, and she also references the rumours um, and she doesn't really, uh, like, Cleverly, I think, because she gets mm. him talking over the drinks and they're yeah. not recording. And then you basically just see her press the button as mm. they're already talking about this, like, rumours conversation. Mm-hmm. So she plays him pretty well. Mm. Not, not I would say, like, manipulative. Mm. Just she knows she's a good reporter. Yeah. Um, and Ty's an alcoholic. So Terrible it's Terrible filmmaker, to... great reporter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what's the, like, shooter okay, doing not the whole fault, time? Actually, that shooter's the there filmmaker. the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um... So she references the rumours. Ty has a great line, actually, where he's like, it's the military. We have rumours for every occasion, mm. which I thought was like... It's a good line. Pretty true. Mm. Um, but, you know, everything else was boring. She asked him about taking over command. Um, she alludes to the controversial decisions that he made when he was in command around mm. the Gideon. Then... Um, you know, Ty slams down his drink, realizes he's being, um, you know, journalism trapped, um, journalism and, trapped. and reacts and as loses Ty does. his fracking mind. Yeah, yeah, by smashing bottle and put mm-hmm. it, pushing her away like a toddler Again, would, except that he's a grown ass man. Wasteful. Yeah, and wasteful. Wasteful. Yeah. What are these people doing? Do they not realize they don't have these things anymore? It's just ridiculous to me. Yeah. And why are they actually on Battlestar? Like, I don't know. There's like a planet down there. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But Cobol, guys. <laughs> Sorry, I'm stuck on Can't it. I'm get stuck. Past it. Um, yeah. Anyway, that was a dick move. But Deanna, because she is a pro, is just like, hey, but did you get that on camera? Which I thought was clever. Yeah. Um, also, like, yeah, just not a nice thing to do to a reporter and not a clever thing to do. But that's Ty. Mm. Um, so Starbuck is like sparring. There's a scene where she's sparring. This didn't really mean anything. No, but she looks great. But she looks great. She's got a rig. Yeah. Got a rig. I enjoyed that scene. I didn't hear much of what was said. I was very <laughs> distracted. Because everyone's a little bit bisexual. <laughs> I'm very bisexual. So like yeah. for me, I was like, it's fine. This is great. I love this. It's very good. Yeah. Well, mm. I think it was really just a ploy to get us to see her sparring shirtless. Mm-hmm. But you I know. also like. I'm also. Well, I'm not. I'm not that good. I also box. Oh yeah. Although I haven't recently, so I loved that too. I need one of those big things in my. Yeah. Backyard. Yeah. Um. So Starbuck. Yeah. They ask her some questions about the new pilot. She isn't very obliging, but she gives them a couple of lines, which you know. I mm. guess relates to the story they then craft about Cat and everything later. Yeah. But I didn't write really that much about it, just H A W T. That was my notes. <laughs> the important for that notes. Part. It was important. So yeah. then Deanna shows the interview with Ty to Adama, who sucks it up as usual and apologizes for Ty. And Deanna makes the fair point that it seems like a lot of people have done that for Ty over mm-hmm. the years. Mm. And she presses him to ask why Ty hasn't been charged for the incident, which is fair. Mm-hmm. And then Adama's basically like, well, I'm not going to sacrifice one, like, one person. We've got a bigger water fight, which mm. is, in my opinion, completely flawed logic. Mm-hmm. Because, like, what are the repercussions then for the next person like This Ty? is the same guy who used so many of the fuel reserves to try and find Starbucks, remember? Yeah. Priorities are wrong. So mostly one person doesn't matter unless it's, like, one person that one Adama person. really cares yeah. about. Yeah, it's mm. a really flawed argument. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
Um, so then there's this scene where the pilots are doing this standards run or some kind of drill and Kat has this issue with her controls and she has to make a wave off and she's like already like super frazzled like mm. from the beginning she's mm-hmm. like 11 out of 10 crazy yeah. um, and Starbuck tries to talk her down Kat keeps saying the controls are faulty this is like intercut with this um, interview where she talks about how amazing it is to like get a good run and how like mm-hmm. I guess it's supposed to be like very clunkily like she was like up then and she's down now mm-hmm. and like whoa like these you know swings must be difficult mm-hmm. um, maybe but, she's on yeah. a period yeah hysterical female hysterical um, but she misses the trap and she seems to like pass out in her viper um, it basically seems like Kat's having like a complete mental breakdown in mm. the scene um, but we find out that she's been taking stimulants by the handful again mm. where are people getting these mm-hmm. um, and so Deanna and her crew follow Kat to the medical facility to see what happens and they come across Coddle Dr. Coddle trying to help Sharon mm-hmm. who is freaking the frack out about mm-hmm. something we don't mm-hmm. know exactly because we don't know exactly what is the status of her injury we don't know anything um, but that's the scene yeah um, That's a lot of things. A lot of things. Did you have any thoughts on those things? Um, I didn't love the scene. <laughs> oh, and I should say, I feel like I just made a throwaway comment before about borderline personality disorder and histrionic disorder. My main point is that type B personality disorders are way overdiagnosed, half of them to women, half of them to men. It wasn't mm-hmm. that B personality disorders don't exist. It's just mm-hmm. that women always get diagnosed with BPD and histrionic and men always get diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder and antisocial disorder. Mm. And they are kind of all the same in a way, but slightly different. So I just realized when you were saying that and saying hysterical, that's the word that I was looking for. Oh, right. <laughs> and I wasn't dismissing anybody who does have any of those diagnoses, yeah. just saying that they are very gendered in terms of the DSM. I'm really nerdy about this stuff, sorry. These scenes, yeah, I mean, I just thought it was like a very weird, like, I mean, I guess they're trying to make it dramatic in a different way than it is often dramatic, Mm. but I thought it was sort of unnecessary. Given the way that women's hysteria is often gendered, it would have been kind of great if a guy had done this, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, like if it had been hot dog. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, not that the show is like terrible about this stuff because it generally Mm. isn't, but just that I feel like having a guy have that kind of behavior and i mean got bolters like that every episode so <laughs> yeah. i guess we have enough but of that, no one's that... pulling him to the hospital no exactly and he's hysterical all the time so yeah. i think it would have been and he... people are like he's a weird little man mm, exactly not like, oh he looks like up. he's un- unbalanced he exactly. must be taking stimulants he's crazy yeah exactly and like it's a high pressure situation and whatever and so like i guess that for me like my mind got caught up in the gendered politics yeah. of it all but that's my only opinion totally yeah Yeah. well yeah I was interested like so immediately when that um scene happened with uh Sharon Mm. I was like does she know like is there has it been shared like this is before we find out that Mm. um Deanna's asylum obviously so I was like has it been shared with the fleet that Boomer the Boomer model is asylum because I can't remember if it had been um so then it seems like like later in the episode yeah it has yeah, because then immediately after, mm. um, Adama comes for Deanna and her tape, mm. and she's like, that woman looked a lot like the late Shannon Valeri. Mm. So, yeah, I was going to answer my own question. But, yeah, like it seems like it's been made clear mm. to the fleet yep. that Boomer was the Cylon, even though we didn't see that happen. Um, I thought taking the tape, like I understand why he did it, but I didn't think it was really going to inspire her to paint the story well. Mm. But I guess that he... Well, he she tells him it could turn the whole fleet against him. But... Which I don't know that it would. Would it turn the whole fleet against him? 
Like, well, I mean, there was a little bit of footage of her having a baby. Yeah. Well, being pregnant and injured. Mm. But like, they they could but make how up. How pregnant like, does she look? Because yeah. she did not look pregnant before. How much time has passed? Oh, that's a slippery slope. This <laughs> is because she didn't look like. Has there been a big time jump? We did don't. They it have hasn't a been clarified. Very quick pregnancy. Because. Mm. In theory, it hasn't been that long since they, this whole thing happened from the mm. beginning. Because mm. the way it's been working is like mostly we're like, oh, but what about these things? And we're like, oh, it's only been a few weeks. Mm. If anybody can tell us <laughs> what where we're at now time-wise, that would be great. Yes. Yep. Um, mm, yeah. So do we agree that like it was unnecessary for him to take the tape? I'm a little confused about where we landed on that. What you um, meant, sorry. I just feel like it's kind of provokes her in a way because she could she could make a story out of the fact that he took it away. Mm. And um, if she's writing the story and has all this other incriminating information, mm. like, mm. why would he provoke her? Well, we see that she has another in her bra anyway. So yeah. it's kind of like, cool, well, she's got backups yeah. and also like, yeah, bad move. Yeah, no, I agree. Um mm. So Bolter has like a semi-interview, he gives her some compliments, she kind of nods along, pretends to be listening. He and also then... talks about the leadership qualities he realised, he didn't realise he possessed. And I'm like, you, the ones you found after being elected vice president? Yeah, well Six basically says to him, you should explain why you should lead the fleet. And he's just like, all right, I should lead the fleet because I'm a great leader. Like, yeah, yeah he's the opposite of a leader, yeah. but you know. We love you, Bolter. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the drill goes off and um, Deanna does not waste any time getting out of there. So that's nope. kind of a non-scene. But I guess we can and watch Bolter's this. And Bolter's like, it's fine. It's fine. Keep filming. Yeah. Um, I guess we can watch this space to see if Bolter does anything about uh, those leadership abilities that he's been storing away. Mm. Um, so everyone runs to the hangar deck because there's this like random, quick silent Raider issue. Um, what I did like about these scenes is that we don't go out with the Vipers. Mm. We're just on the CIC and on the deck watching with the crew what happens. Because, mm. you know, often it intercuts inside and outside the ship. Yeah. I thought it was like it made sense for the story in this episode to stay with the crew members. That's yeah, like where the documentary is. Yeah. Um, so Deanna and her shooter capture some of what's going on on the hangar deck. Mm-hmm. It was pretty jarring between the filmed footage and the inverted commas real footage. Mm. Um, plus it being intercut with the interview of D. Mm. Um, but I think like the action itself made sense. It was just the editing for me in that scene was like a bit jarring. Mm. But, you know, the Cylon um, scare is like a non-thing. It's over in like two minutes. Everyone ex- executes their work perfectly mm-hmm. just just for the cameras. Um, and I wrote, everything is resolved just as a one-episode plot needs to be. Yep. If Adama even does a little yes moment, which is like outpouring of emotion. Yeah. Um, and it seems like a Deanna is kind of impressed by the crew or at mm. least, you know, um, has changed her opinion. Mm. Um, then we have this really schmaltzy response from Apollo, which is like the end of the interviews, where he's like, anytime we don't lose someone, it's a good day. Which, mm. like, totally agree, but I'm just like, ugh. Apollo. Ugh. <laughs> at least he was wearing a shirt. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, yeah. Um, the tie plot resolves oh yeah i don't even have it in my notes so i was like i don't even care like (laughs) they could have at least killed ellen like (laughs) 
yeah. No offense to the actor who play, actress who plays it. Like no, I don't care. She actually like I think does a good job. Of She's being great really because I hate her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I, that's exactly doing your job right. Yeah, but yeah, he uh, Ty comes back to his quarters. Alan's bent, bound and gagged. Ian, may I mention another very bright ensemble we have never seen her wear before. Seriously, where is Alan getting all her stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that needs to be our new watch. Yeah. Like from now on. So how many outfits Alan did outfits? she have this time? Three. She had three different outfits. Okay, cool. I think we should start counting them. All right. I mean, we don't count enough things already. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. I'm um, you can count notes. that one. How about that? Yep. All right. You're on Alan Watch. Alan Watch. Oh, God. <laughs> horrible. Your fave. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Ty gets knocked out from behind, so we don't see what happens, which I guess was supposed to be a cliffhanger. But then, like, Oh, yeah. Cool. Like, he gets knocked out from behind. Yeah, yeah. Scene. That would have been, like, a going-to-ads moment. Yeah. Mm. Um, but then we have, like, a scene immediately after, or, yeah, after the ad break, I suppose, mm. um, where Deanna and her shooter are, like, looking at the footage. She's like, I don't think we've found a story in this yet. And then she's like, zooms in on a book that a I just a rolled my eyes. You can't hear it online, but like... <laughs> I rolled my eyes so hard. Yeah. 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 She's like, oh, my God, it was the pilot reading the book the, who wrote the the quotes that were written like the quotes are the same in that book as the quotes that were scribbled in lipstick on Ty's mirror it must be him Starbuck knows knows them by heart yeah and like she wanted to be considered a suspect (laughs) basically said it Mm. Um, yeah anyway uh, yeah so they um, it turns out that the pilot is that random pilot is the one threatening Saul and Alan because he's like hung up on the Gideon stuff and maybe should have just gone to grief counselling. Probably. Um, this is why militaries need good good counselling yeah, and psych- for psychology. Sure. Mm. I mean, he makes like, to be honest, some fair points about like that he wasn't equipped to deal with like what happened on Gideon and like no one's resolved it for him and after. And the tie sucks. And basically. the tie sucks. And we but can I think agree. shooting tie would be flawed logic. Um, I mean... <laughs> Personal feelings aside. Like, it's not... Maybe I think shooting Ellen wouldn't have been so bad. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. Ty calls him on it um, and is basically like, shoot me. Um, and then disarms him because Ty is pretty good, I guess, at calling people's bluff. That would it's be a like strength the, that um, he does It's like the have. moment with the Von Trapp family and the sound of music. <laughs> and he's like, you're not going to shoot me. And he just, like, takes the gun. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, with the Hitler youth. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, with the Rolf, guy. Rolf, yeah, the boyfriend. Yeah. 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 Oh, Rolf. <laughs> Rolf is like a masterclass in like 30s villains. Mm-hmm. Like, starts as like, you know, angelic by the end, Nazi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Done. Oh, <laughs> um, sound of music. Yeah, it's a great Hills film. Are alive. It's a great yeah. film. The Hills are alive. Yeah. Mm. My sisters and I have the sing along version of that. Yeah, isn't every version the sing-along version? No, like it has like the like lyrics at the bottom that you can sing to, like in karaoke, but oh. it's like a normal DVD. Oh, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. I I just know them. You just know them. Well, yeah. you don't even need it, so nope. don't worry about that. It's great. Um, yeah. Anyway, that was the scene. That's the end of the tie plot. Um, Thank Deanna goodness. and her group kind of come in at that point, but he's just like, "Get out of my face!" Basically, I've resolved it. Mm-hmm. Um, then Deanna has an interview with Cat. Shorts to her about the stimulants. Cat's like, "I didn't know who to turn to," so I guess it's like paralleling the guy, the pilot who wanted to shoot Ty. So what we're learning is they need more help. Help. <laughs> Do yeah. they have a lot of psychologists and counsellors? Yeah, that doesn't really make it into any of the, uh, you know, mm. edit, does it? But, you know, 
the final cut, haha, mm-hmm. um, features Kat's interview. It's kind of a prominent thing. Um, and then De- uh, Deanna shows it to Rosalind and Dharma and Ty. Ty's like, it's a hatchet job, which is the Ty response. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Adama's like, she did exactly what we asked her to. So I'm happy with it. He actually said, I'm proud. Yeah. And I was like, ultimate compliment. That is the ultimate compliment from Adama. Yeah. Um, oh my God at the dramatic music and hallway walking at the end yeah. of her thing. Like, I was like, really? So dramatic. It's a real... And that's, like, a, a new theme, I think, that was done for um, this to be, like, the unity of the Galactica crew. Yeah. So my thoughts on the dramatic, horrible music were that also the people who would do the music for film died too. So <laughs> it was just some yeah, random, like never made it person who did it except it was still bear mccreary who's the composer i know Awkward. but like <laughs> but yeah I, I hear you like Sorry. in the context of the show yeah be because like, yeah that like dun, 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 well particularly dun, with the voiceover which is like yeah. you know everything like it, and i love the music from battlestar galactica yeah, yeah, yeah. but i just thought it was not good i think just with the voiceover and with the montage it was just a bit much mm. also like my note with like the doco ending is like you know, Deanna's doco finishes with a voiceover where she talks about everything that should have just stayed as subtext because mm-hmm. we knew that that's what they meant. Mm-hmm. She didn't need to say it. No, but they need to <laughs> because we won't remember next week. No. Um. Yeah. Anyway, even Ty decides he likes the doco when it's finished. Maybe mm-hmm. it was the music. Mm. Um. The crew like it because mm. I guess they're getting like you know support. Snaps. Yeah. And then we finish with the scene where the Cylons, the Cylons, well, the the three models we've previously seen, mm-hmm. the six. Boomer and Doral mm-hmm. um, are watching watching the film in this like fancy movie theater. I love the Cylon cinema. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm like, where is this Cylon cinema? It's way better. Yeah. I think that they just found an old cinema. Yeah, and they're and like, they're you know like, what? We could rent it. No competition. Pop killed everybody. <laughs> yeah, this will be great. It's so funny, and for some reason, like they also have access to the footage that was cut which becomes clear but it's like you're like wait why are they watching why are they asking about the cut footage yeah Um, and they see the interaction with sharon and boomer's like i'm still alive which is hilarious yeah because you are always (laughs) there are many copies i don't know if you anyway but six is just like there's a baby around if, if there's a baby in a scene, she's like, there's a baby around. So mm-hmm. she's just like, but the baby, it's okay. And it's everybody's baby. Yeah. It's, it's God's every, baby it's, it's most God's of baby's all. It's God's baby of humanity. Mm. But also Gaius and her baby. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. It's everybody's but it baby. Is. But um, also the baby was not born in the jail cell. We don't know if that baby's been born or not. We just uh, saw that like she was injured and now so they the, said baby the baby is sub- okay. okay. The baby survived. So, it so we don't know if it was like popped out okay, okay. or if it was just like i don't know pregnancy complications um and we also find out that the cylon raiders were a way to get the footage to the cylons i don't exactly know how that worked but it makes sense that because it was like super random mm. that the raiders were like pop we're here bye mm. but it also means that the cylons know where they are at all times yes it does it also raises a lot of questions about the communication because yeah. the way that the person um uh, the way that Diana was talking, or the Diana Cylon mm. was talking, was as if she had been there the yes, whole time. It was literally her. Yeah, and so, so yeah. and it's not because she was definitely still there after the Cylons popped up. So I was mm. like, 
I just feel like at this stage... Did they download... Did she download it from her brain into like some matrix system? Yeah. Do they and share thoughts? And then if that's thoughts? the case, then... Sharon's told us that's not the case. But like Sharon... Sharon's Werewolf low. theory, remember? Yeah. So, <laughs> like, I think that at this stage the lore around this is like based on what's convenient for the plot yeah 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 i would agree with that mm. um and it, yeah you know fracking deanna beers is a silent yeah i predicted that at the beginning of the episode well you're very smart and always right so that's good i often tell people <laughs> yeah and they don't believe me um so that's great um <laughs> I think that we have had a pretty good conversation about the things that I was going to talk about, namely mm. um, in themes, which is um, the communication stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also we had a little bit of a chat about, you know, free press, blah, blah, blah. Um, we talked about Gator being really hot. I think that was <laughs> one, a very important theme. Um, and Not it's most. also Tuesday and late. So I feel like we should do our counts and get the frack out of here. All right. What Lady, do you think? Yeah, for sure. I don't actually... The only things I had to talk about was like, what are we accountable for in the media? And like, what are we accountable for sharing? And we've kind of talked about that throughout. Yeah, with we like kind of talked about plot. it through that. And I think it's a really interesting thing. And I have opinions on this when it comes to like terrorism like mm. i think that i mean i've written about it and i i really think that the media is quite negligent when it comes to this stuff in terms of actually creating more terrorism than it fixes mm-hmm. um but it's a very hard line to draw mm. yeah absolutely mm. um no that was it really mm. um one thing we didn't talk about that i had in my note but i forgot to mention at the time I think it's an interesting thing to just keep in mind, and maybe it's a theme we'll talk about in the future, mm. how Gator makes the point we were probably both distracted by his hotness, but, like, nobody's resigned. Yeah. I think he that, did that was, make like... that point, and I think that was great. But, yeah, I was really distracted by his <laughs> But I know, like, you know, that I would have... I almost thought that was kind of the emotional um, mm. heart of this episode not like a corny voiceover with like oh, you know Gator. music and montage mm. that was yeah that was interesting to me anyway i'm sure we'll come back to that because like let's be real like when we know what the actual timeline is maybe we'll know how long people have been working for mm. um because yeah i mean what yeah. are you gonna do like if yeah. i even if i wasn't involved in the military like it's like um, how can you really resign what horrible movie did i watch the other day i watched some horrible sci-fi movie and they're in the middle of a war and it was the same thing it was like oh. What are you going to do? Yeah. You're just going to sit here and die? Or are you yeah. going to, like, go and do a thing? Like, yeah. as if you would quit. Exactly. Um, Yeah. I mean, I don't think that that is... To me, that wasn't a surprising fact. N- no. I wasn't mm. necessarily surprised by it either. Mm. I just thought it was worth highlighting. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, frack count. We had three. Mm-hmm. Cylon count. We had six because we had the Cylon movie theater party at the end, mm-hmm. um, including our new, newly discovered Cylon Deanna. Mm-hmm. So, we now have four different models. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we have more than that. We have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The um, other one, the blonde guy. I've forgotten his name. No, we have two more than that and the doctor. Yep. And the doctor. Mm. Yep. Um, so we've seen six different types of Cylons, mm-hmm. but we didn't see. We saw six Cylons in this episode, but not those other ones. Not the other two. Um, yeah. I also said for a runner-up for MVP, 
to be quite honest, the tape on Alan's mouth in that final scene because Alan wasn't talking. Do you know um, why? <laughs> I think we can call it a draw. Yeah, you know. Like, Gate is pretty sexy, but tape on Alan's mouth is also... Is always winning. Winning an MVP. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because I'm awful on Tuesday night. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys in a fortnight. Um, we'll be covering episode nine of season two, which is so called Flight excited. of the Phoenix. And we are doing a live watch... And it is not at the time that I originally said, because I definitely got my weeks wrong, <laughs> but it is on Saturday the 16th, um, which is going to be interesting because I have a night out planned the night before. So Ooh, we all know what Lisa's like when she's hungover. She's not great, <laughs> but I will have to behave myself because we also have a podcast recording that day. We do. So we will be, I will be watching um, episode 10. Um, it will be 9 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Um, so, uh, which is also daylight savings time at the moment because it's Melbourne, but I think that everybody got a calendar invite on Twitter because time zones are difficult. Yep. So if you want to watch along, I might be really hungover, but I'm going to watch episode 10 Pegasus, which is going to be our last one for the year. Uh, yeah, and just for people who are confused, because the next episode we're doing will be episode nine, mm-hmm. we are pre-recording a couple of episodes for the holiday break. Yep. So yeah, watch. We next in a fortnight, we'll still be doing all our broadcasting for the next, you know, or over the holidays as we're usual period, the... but we're doing a couple early. Yeah. So yeah, you get to watch a couple episodes quicker. We have definitely, yes, I'm excited about that, but then there's a <laughs> big break. There is a break. Yeah, yeah, for us. Not for you. We have, we're have we doing the holiday recording so that you will not miss a fortnight. Yes. But we hope. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thanks so much, guys. We'll chat to you in a fortnight. And don't forget, you can leave us a review and tell us what you think or any corrections or feedback um, in our Beat by Beat through emailing us um, at beersbeatsbsg or, yeah, leaving us a uh, hopefully five-star review on podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on the uh, atrocious iTunes app, which just is bugging out since the update um we also have a twitter account yes bsg but we deleted that instagram because it wasn't really cbf end of the year exactly okay bye bye